Welcome to Believe in Dare to Dream. I am Steve Knoyer, and it is Saturday, March 24th. I am so excited to have my friend Sweta Patel on the program today. She's an international best-selling author, um, a startup advisor, entrepreneur, and all-around awesome woman. Sweta, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, how's it going? Going well. How are you, Steve? Going good, going good. So you're calling me from sunny California. How's the weather over there? It's uh, amazing today, but it's been pretty rainy throughout the week. It's been raining, huh? All right. Well, I'm broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York, and we've had like four nor'easters in a row, so we're like hoping we can make it to spring in one piece. So I'm excited you're on the program tonight. Um, thank you for taking the time out. Um, Sweta's awesome. She has an Instagram that is just awesome, full of just um, really inspirational material all the time. So um, so I'd love to just hear some of your story, kind of where you came from, what you've been through, and um, how you made it to where you are now would be great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I started back in um, when I was like 20 and still in college and um, I had a, something called autoimmune hemolytic anemia, which kind of started all of this because um, at the time I, I didn't know I had it. I was working out with a personal trainer and she was trying to get my health back in order and we thought we were getting our, my health back in order, but really it relapsed and I ended up in the hospital and um, the doctor said if I had this, like maybe, you know, when I was 26 or something, I would have passed away. So I knew I was supposed to be doing something. And um, at the time, I just didn't know what. And um, so then I, you know, went to college. Um, my family didn't want me to go to school because they thought I was in this sort of terminus um, illness phase and I should just relax. But I wanted to, you know, go to school. I wanted to challenge myself. So I, I just, um, different situations and like issues in um, the on the campus itself and the way that you know relationships were evolving and the way that people were interacting and um, I decided to create a community of young women who um, were just uh, really focused on goals careers success and also um, at the time relationships and um I created this community and went on a tour um, to 80 domestic violent homes, and it was called Pain to Victory. Wow. Um, so, so uh, yeah, when I went on this tour, you know, I, I got to meet so many women who were broken at the time, and um, my only goal at that time was to help these women and really change their lives and, and make an wow. impact. and an impact in a way that um, it didn't, you know, say that, hey, buy my $50,000 program, I'll change your life. It was more of an impact from, hey, you know, I know what you're going through. Let me help you out. Let me give you a hand that you do have a second wow. chance at life. And um, I, um, I could help them because I could relate to them at some point in my life as well. So um, I just wanted to let them know that, hey, you know, no matter where you are in your life, you, you always have a second chance. So That's amazing. Um, what, what was the inspiration for doing that? 
Um, it, it was, you know, going through that, um, that, that illness, and then I was in a relationship myself, and then I just saw all these um, sort of situations when I was in college, and a lot of women who are broken, you know, um, not just broken um, in, in the way that, you know, they, they were just going to school or have, dealing with family dynamics, but relationships were broken, and um, I just wanted to see more of that wholesome you know very family oriented like um community and um that's sort of what started all of this and um and even like the women that I was interacting with they would come to me and it would be like they would vent to me and I would be there for them but I I couldn't do that for everybody and I wanted to do something that would massively scale this um and so I did it um, initially, you know, just to make an impact, but then I saw that it really built my marketing track record, and um, I went ahead and I opened my first marketing agency with six employees, and um, I hit a plateau. We were working with a lot of national brands like Oreo and Bumblebee and um, Islands Burgers, and um, we hit a we hit a pretty big plateau, and um, that's when I started um, dealing with business coaches because I hired business coaches to sort of help me get out of this plateau. And instead of really helping me get out, they sort of just collected my money and, and you know, did their own thing sort of. And um, I uh, saw like a different issue in this whole industry around, you know, serving and serving before selling. And that's why I'm such a big uh, proponent for really helping somebody and showing them value before you um, start yeah, asking for, for money, sure. you know, and, and um, anybody that does business who sends me an invoice or a bill, um, you know, before even really knowing what I do or setting the expectations that I, I never work with those types of people um, because it's wow. against my values. And um, I was so, so shattered as an entrepreneur at the time because I was like trying to build this empire and I hired these coaches who weren't really helping me with my goals. They were helping themselves with their own goals. And, um, and I still had this igniting fire inside of me to want to do this, even though I was burnt. And so, um, you know, I, I moved to Silicon Valley um, and I moved to Paris before that. And I just started helping out startups for free because um, I said, you know, I've been shattered. Um, I don't want somebody else as an entrepreneur to go through what I did. And I'm going to show them value. And if they like the value I bring, then they can pay me. And um, I did that because I knew I had the skill set to make a difference mm. in their business. And um, once uh, once they, they saw that, they really wanted to work with me. Um, I was able to make some major changes within their business when it came to, you know, generating leads or helping them really hire a team and really scaling their business or helping them grow their business and in other ways, op operationally, or even um, from a marketing standpoint. Wow. So um, that's how, you know, incubators sort of wanted to work with me because they saw that I was giving so much value yeah. away for free. 
and um, I was really wanting to see a difference. And that's why I was giving so much value away, because I feel like if you have the skill set to make a difference or an impact in someone's life and um, and they want that impact bad enough, then you should serve them and, and help them out. And it's not about sure. the money at that point. Um, and so uh, that's how I've been able to um, do what I do and be an advisor to uh, so many of these wow. startups. I love it. Serving before selling. I love that. That's great. Um, as far as the 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 out that the outreach that you did with the eighty campuses, can you just walk us through the journey? Because I'm sure that didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like, what was the journey of kind of getting that getting that to launch or like getting yourself out there? Um, to build that community of uh, right. Well, you women. said you went you went you went on a tour with eighty campuses or something like that. How did that all kind of 80, uh, 80 domestic oh, violent homes. And um, we put on a, it, it was okay. my book tour. Um, we put on this campaign called Pain to Victory. And um, I was able to basically uh, go walk in. We had another author that was with me and we sort of partnered up to That's be great. able to do this. And um, we just basically signed on these domestic violent homes and we said, hey, we have a program and we want to make a difference. And um, and who could yeah, say no to that? Sure. Was that your first? Was that your first? So, um, okay. Yeah. What was the name of that one? Um, that one was called Watch Out Ladies. And it was all about, you know, just being yourself and having high standards and having respect for yourself and knowing that, you know, if you do mess up and things happen, like you always have a second chance at life and don't let anyone tell you yeah. otherwise. Wow. I love it. So how was, how was the journey for you on the, on the book? Um, did you self publish? Did you go through a publisher? Can you walk us through a little bit with that as far as just the journey? And yeah. So, I mean, I was 20 at the time and um, I, wanted to basically self-publish the book because at the time I felt, um, you know, the, the book space wasn't as big as it is now. It, it wasn't as convoluted mm -hmm. either, but I wanted to be able to own the rights to my book. I didn't want anybody to sort of market for me because I knew that I had the, the skills to market right. my own book. Um, and, you know, a publisher would have been great, but I saw that the publishers I was approaching, there were two different types of publishers, publishers that wanted to change my entire brand identity, or they wanted to change a lot of, they wanted, like, rights to the book, yeah, basically. Sure. And um, I, I didn't want that. Um, I wanted this to be my own thing, and I wanted everything I did to be, um, a, a learning right. lesson. Wow, that's so awesome. I love it. So I know you have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of wisdom, and I'm hoping maybe we you can um, spit some knowledge at us. So if, if let's say I'm uh, starting out, I have these dreams, and I think when we spoke before, I talked about, um, you know, that motivational speaker that was on his deathbed and the ghosts of the people that he was supposed to reach came to him and said, why didn't you fulfill the dreams in your heart and I feel like so many times we have these dreams in our heart we either put them to the side or you know life is busy and we put it on the shelf we procrastinate 
or even we go through fear, we go through doubt, so on and so forth. What are, what are some ways that we can we can find that inner strength to you know kind of step out and do what we, we feel called to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you know, I I had this um, on Instagram actually. Someone DM me, and it it really touched my heart because. Um, the guy was so motivated to be able to do his own thing and to pursue his passion, but he just didn't have the know-how. And he said, you know, if I had the know-how, I would be working 24 hours, eight days a week, even though there aren't eight days a week, but he was, he would be all in sort of thing. And um, he was just so tired of working his corporate job and he knew he was an entrepreneur and he knew he had the mindset of an entrepreneur, but he just didn't know what sure. to do. And um, I meet so many of those sorts of people. And, you know, my my advice was like, you know, even I was that way when I first started and I was working at a corporate job. And I'm like, why am I making so much money for these people who don't value me, um, are filled with bureaucracy? And, you know, I'm, they'd replace me if I dropped dead in a week, right. you know. So why should I try that so hard? Um, but at the same time, I didn't have anyone either to really show me the ropes or how to get started. And I kind of just went to the bookstore, um, to be honest. And I just, like, read biographies on people who were successful and um, every weekend I would just learn you know I would I would learn from how they became who they were because a biography really goes through their ups and downs you know it's not just about their success stories and there are certain patterns there are habits there are things that you can adapt from these these successful people into your own routine to be able to achieve right i mean it's not like you have to be a rocket scientist to be able to be a successful entrepreneur um or know everything anything in a certain industry but you know for example like um arnold schwarzenegger you know he he went through a specific process to become who he is and um, if you follow that and you follow it, no matter what industry you're in, you kind of can reach the same goals. But it's all about the application and the capability. The ambition is is just step one here, you know. And um, I think that's where a lot of people um, mix it up because it's it's kind of like, for example, when I was 16, um, I was at the time I was preparing myself to to really be able to run. And um, I would run every day. And um, I wanted to lose about like six or seven pounds at the time. And I just couldn't lose weight. Um, because, you know, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't ambitious or dedicated or committed, but I was just doing the wrong things. And, um, you know, it's uh, over time, a lot of great people came into my life to teach me the right things. I saw videos, I, I read books, and I, I learned the anatomy of the body and really how every piece of the body works together to be able to, to yeah. function. And that's when I was able to really become more effective and efficient with my workouts 
and see the results I wanted versus sort of just doing the same thing, but still having that ambition. So that capability and, and that sort of um, that right. know-how is important. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. So it reminds me of, I've heard a statistic and I might mess this up, but I've, I've heard that the average American reads maybe one or two books a year and successful people are reading basically multiple books a month. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What, uh, what are you reading now? Are you reading anything good now? Um, so right now I'm reading a couple great books. Um, one of there's, one, there's, uh, one of them is called Man of All no Markets. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're reading, um, uh, what is it? Go ahead. It's called Man of All Markets. Okay. And that's like a marketing book. It's, um, it, it's about different markets and how to, um, invest in different markets and, yeah, so I mean, it, it's a lot about um, you know spreading your business cool. globally. Very cool. So, what's your what's your dream? What's your dream down the road? What what are you, what goals are you striving towards? You know, what's in your heart from here on out? I think you've you've found some success. You have some um, multiple books. You're an international bestseller. You're obviously you know you're inspiring um, people all over the place. Um, what what else do you have in your heart? I mean, I've, I've helped these startups, I've helped resurrect startups. And um, I, I think, you know, now it's time for me to really focus on honing into, um, I, I wanted to build a SaaS company at one point. And the SaaS company was going to be so different from all um, of the other sort of companies I've built. But um, it was going to be based on like founders and really helping founders drive sure. growth. Um, one of the biggest problems I see in the startup industry right now is um, the fact that a lot of these founders hire marketers. And when they hire marketers, they kind of put all the, the dependency on them to be able to generate right. revenue. But as a founder, you are most passionate right. about what you do. Growth is, is like in your arsenal and a marketer is there to support your goals. But you know, when things go wrong, marketers are least respected in the C-suite. They're not able to, um, you know, keep up their jobs. Their tenure is nearly like two years or so. And you're probably wondering, like, why would anyone want to be a marketer, right? Um, so that's what I wanted to change up was really help founders drive growth through um, AI-driven dashboards that really help them measure revenue boost conversions when they need it, be able to measure the effectiveness of their entire funnel um, and, and growth sure. and um, their competition. So um, that's something that I'm, I'm looking to build in the next five wow. years. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's a journey, you know, trying to work with a lot of, uh, experts in the data modeling industry and AI is, is extremely hot right now. So everybody who, um, you know, is a SaaS so company explain, or a explain, tech company if, wants if to hire. somebody's like a, you know, layman, explain AI, AI for someone. Oh, so AI is, um, I guess in um, layman's term is 
basically um, like uh, having a robot, you know, t artificial intelligence. So it's basically like having somebody who's intelligent um, and able to do certain tasks for you based on data okay. models that you've set or scripts that you've uh, given. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, very like, so it basically takes the human out of the picture right. of um, having to do right. the work. Well, according to Elon Musk, we got to be careful of the AI, right? Did you hear his? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let me ask you something. So yeah. you've you've probably done a bit of traveling. What was what was your favorite country to go to and speak or do some work? Um, I would say uh, probably Bali. Um, Bali was, uh, I mean, it's so nice over there. People are so nice. And um, I was able to just, um, it, it was so, um, I guess they really take the complexity out of life and make things so simple. And um, that's hard to master in, in the U.S. with so much uh, going on and so much sure. stress. Wow, that sounds cool. Um, let me ask you something. So what's like one of your best um experiences as far as like you know someone reaches out to you they have a startup you know they're kind of struggling and then you you went in there and helped them what was one of your probably like your most fulfilling experiences um i would say when um a medical it was a medical health like a healthcare company they were um they had a portal for a lot of um I, I guess you can say like uh, patients who wanted help um, and help answering certain questions. So um, I basically developed a growth plan for them. I mean, they were going to go out of business and um, the, the founder of the company just didn't feel like she was um, able to achieve, you know, anything, no matter how hard she tried. And um, she was just about to close doors. So I presented a, a plan for her to pivot and basically um, market to not only patients, but even to young girls and um, build a community uh, around young women. And uh, she started doing that and um, it, it shifted her whole business around because it became more of a trend rather than them trying to set the trend. Um, and everyone loved it. Um, so, I mean, it was something that involved. So, I mean, I, I guess um, just uh, letting people know that um, I, I just, you know, focus on um, and not really focusing on the money or um, looking for an income replacement is um, what has been a, a big um, change, a game changer for me within my career. Um, Sure, I love it, and it's it's almost like a, you know, it's like a it's like a almost like a heart issue, like where your heart's at, but it affects your business too, you know, like your mindset, because you're there to yeah. serve, you know, and the 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 money always follows the service anyway, you know what I mean? So exactly, exactly. That's so, that's so great. So I saw one of your posts the other day that you were saying, um, you know, don't don't procrastinate because you're you're worried about being perfect or just do it and take action 
And I'm, I'm even like a, a believer in that, like just take action, you know, action breeds action. You know what I mean? If, if I procrastinate, that breeds more procrastination. But if I just, even if it doesn't have to be perfect, if I just take action, you know what I mean? That's going to breed more action. So if you could just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Um, I, I think it's a combination of action and capability because I mean, a, a lot of it, you can take action, but you can also like um, do the wrong things and keep doing the wrong things and until you finally find the right way to do it. But not doing anything at all is not going to improve your situation. And um, this is something that I've just learned, you know, um, through trial and error of what really um, impacts and, and, um, makes a difference and like a, we just share that you know fitness example there's so many examples like that I see in startups where there's inspiring entrepreneurs they're aspiring entrepreneurs and they just go 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 but they don't see the results and it's because they're not studying they're not observing they're not applying what they learn from others right. who have so um yeah, and if you don't want to sort of do the same things over and not see results, it's uh, best to sort of study, observe, and, and learn before. For sure, for sure. So let me let me ask you one more one more question, and then maybe we can wrap up. I know you got another call to get on, and we're we're so happy that you came on. It's just so awesome. Um, so actually, I, you know, I've had a couple friends reach out to me the last two or three days, and they're dealing with. Um, you know, like some younger people and they're dealing with um, get some people just offending them and trying to figure out how do they handle it. Um, and so I'm just curious, like, how do you overcome, you know, whether it's in social media, whether it's just personally business, like people, you know, um, just coming against what you're doing or, um, or just offense in general, like, how do you, how do you handle that personally? I mean, and I, I get that all the time. And personally, I just ignore it because I feel like, you know, there, I mean, I put up a post on self-made success and um, I've gotten so much um, like trash comments and things like that um, when I put that post up because people were like, oh, well, I'm a self-made entrepreneur and how dare you tell me I'm not, you know, and I get that sort of stuff all the time and um you know it's it's the best thing is to really ignore it but the, the other thing i found effective was to share your point of view you know if somebody and share it in a very polite way where it's conveyed to somebody who um is maybe upset or something you know and it's very humble i mean for example in that situation some guy who was you know talking trash about being self-made and he's self-made. Um, I just said, I just shared, Hey, you know, in my journey, I received um, little to no help as well, but I want to give credit to the authors and the, the experts that really put out valuable information out there sure. because they made a difference in my journey. Sure. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, I couldn't have done it without them. Sure. And that's when his perception changed and he was like, oh, well, I really respect that. That's, that's, um, that's honest, you know, and um, when you come off really authentic and just share your per perception and sure. how you come up with that perception and not just state absolutes and 
hope that everyone's going to follow, that's when you start getting the real followers because you have to sort of share your perception and your experience. And more than anything, um, instead of just demanding, share, share your experience. Because when you share your experience, you're least likely to get sort of um, uh, trash comments and things like that. Yeah. 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 That's so good. I've, I've heard it said that experience trumps an argument every time. So that's so good. Well, awesome. I'm so excited to, to talk to you and you got some events coming up. Uh, you have one in San Francisco, you have one here in New York. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where, maybe where we can find your website and, um, Maybe your Insta, stuff like that? Yeah, so I'm at Sweta Speaks, um, and uh, my events are going to be pitch events. Um, Startup Grind is uh, hosting me, you know, um, at their uh, event coming up um, in Newark, New Jersey. Um, So that's an event on just, um, it's a fireside chat. Um, I have a blockchain pitch event where I'm going to be an investor on and um, it's going to be me judging other startups. And oh, cool. then, yeah, um, in blockchain, Austin. That blockchain is pretty revolutionary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then I have an event in Austin that's going to be a pitch event. Um, and I'm hoping that um, I'm choosing from like 10 different startups to, to be able to enter that. And then um, I have an event in um, uh, San Francisco, and that's going to be another pitch event. That's going to be at the the Twitter building. Very cool. Do you watch uh, Shark Tank? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> of course. Awesome, awesome. Um, you want to give out your website? Do you have a website? So my website is uh, still it's sweataspeaks.com, but it's under construction um i'm rebranding my whole website so um there's going to be it's probably going to be ready in a month and a half or so but right now it's just um i mean i have a community that i'm building on svstartupmarketing.com and feel free to apply or or enter and i have a, a downloadable there too so very cool awesome well um so great having you on enjoy that california sunshine for me and um Maybe I'll run into you. And um, I wish you all the best, Sweater. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for inviting me on the show, Steve. You got it. Take care. You too. So I'm Steve Penoyer signing off.